Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. Today's guest is Farsad uh, Nadal, who's the director and CEO of Red uh, Paramount Iron, a Canadian merging uh, steel feed production company that is fully committed to reducing global emissions by producing um, zero emissions green steel uh, feed. Um, Farsad has over 20 years experience. Um, He's a professional engineer. Uh, with experience in valuation, optimization, uh, and complete development cycle of goldfield mining projects and expansions of existing mines and facilities. Um, he's been involved in uh, developing multi-million dollar mining projects in various locations and early stage projects with companies like Newmont and Tech. Um, and he's here today to give us um, some more, um, tell us more, a little bit more, uh, tell us more about Red Pem- uh, Paramount Iron, um, and also uh, going to tell us a little bit how they're going to become the world's leading supplier of green steel. So that's, uh, have no further ado, and welcome Farsad to the podcast. How are you doing, Farsad? Very good, Rob. Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, as we always start these podcasts off, I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your, your career. Obviously, I just mentioned um, you worked with Newmont and Tech in the past, but wonder if you can just give us uh, an overview of your uh, your career. Um, no, sounds good. Thank you much for that. Um, yeah, I've been in the in the resource um, the re- development scene for a uh, good uh, uh, twenty eight years. Uh, a good uh, bunch of the time, I was uh, engineering manager for Tech Resources, so I was involved in advancing a lot of. Um, early stage mining projects through uh, various stages of development to production and also have been involved in expansions of existing existing mines and, and facilities. Uh, I have worked uh, across the globe uh, in um, four or five um, countries. I have worked in South America, I work in Middle East, but, but most of my experience has been North America. I have worked in advancing a lot of mining projects, uh, both in US and Canada. Since 2019, uh, end of 2019, I have been uh, involved in developing the, the first fully green steel development in North America. And basically, we are co-locating the, the steel production and iron ore extraction and processing in the same place, in the same location to have an advantage um, over the, the cost of production of a steel. Okay. Um, I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit more about uh, Red Paramount Iron, uh, the company, um, how it was formed and um, the journey that you've been on whilst you've been with the company. 
No, sounds good. Uh, the company, the Red Planet Island, used to be an, an Toronto uh, stock exchange uh, uh, venture uh, under name Richmond Iron, uh, and it was listed uh, between twenty eleven and twenty thirteen. Uh, during the long um, slump of iron ore price uh, between twenty thirteen and twenty nineteen. Um, the project and the company was under care maintenance. It was under uh, a couple of gold mining companies that didn't know what to do with it. They didn't have any expertise on, on iron ore uh, mining development. So uh, we took it over end of 2019. We got all the information, we added all the cores, uh, and then we basically look at the potentials uh, that this project has. The project has around uh, 12,000 meters of drilling. So we got all the verified data, all the assays, and got um, uh, SGS company to do it, um, an NR43101 resource estimation for us. Uh, it came surprisingly such a big number. We have around 527 million tons of resource. And we requested uh, the company to do some metallurgical tests work with us. And, and the results came uh, fabulous and amazing that because we can get around uh, not of 80% recovery uh, for our iron ore. And it is very unique because the iron ore in that region is banded iron formation and we can um, have a very high degree of process processing for, for this and, um, and achieve 67% iron concentrate that is needed for for green acid development. That was uh, when it was triggered in our mind, why don't we go all the way from iron ore production because we have the unique um, iron ore that is specified for green acid production. And by co-locating these two, we can be very cost effective compared to other uh, players uh, globally. Okay. How do you see the future of uh, steel production? Well, it is a very good question, Rob. Uh, steel production is one of the most pollutant industries. At the moment, for every ton of steel that is being produced, around 800 kilograms of coal is required. This would generate around something between 1.8 to 2.2 tons of carbon emission for every ton of steel. There are around 400 um, steel facilities globally that they need to do uh, basically some expansion and, um, and uh, reinvestment in the next 20 years. So a lot of these companies have to look at, are they want to go into the same route of um, high emission steel production or want to be more sustainable and produce uh, is still in a different way. So there are a few important factors. Green steel production needs uh, low-cost green electricity. It also needs a um, very um, important element, which is an iron ore that has high quality uh, with low impurities. At the moment, majority of the iron ore productions globally um, including all the irons, majority of the irons produced in Brazil and Australia, they don't have the grade or level of impurities that is required for green steel production. 
and in Canada, in Newfoundland and Labrador, where our project is located, we have the right or we have access to uh, very low cost green seed production. We have significant amount of source of uh, water uh, that is rare other places globally um, to, to produce uh, green steel. And, and that is what is distinguishing us from, from other mining jurisdictions that uh, have lower uh, rate or it, they don't, and they are not in a position to process that iron ore uh, to 67% with low impurities. The future is going green. So a lot of mining companies, a lot of seed productions have to change the process to, to cut carbon emission because global warming is a significant issue that uh, we all facing and, and we have to do something about it. Okay. Um, what is uh, Canadian iron ore advantage? So the Canadian advantage um, is two things. Um, there are all the Canadian iron ore, or majority, 95% of that is located in Newfoundland and Labrador and in Quebec. There is around $3 billion worth of infrastructure already in place in these regions, which brings the capital uh, development cost very low compared to other jurisdictions that they don't have infrastructure. Iron ore is a bulk commodity. So um, trains and, and rail um, and, and, uh, um, and basically uh, port capacity plays a significant role for, for development and for logistics of this commodity. Canada is well equipped for that. Our iron ore asset uh, is within four kilometers of a rail, which is goes all the way to the port of Setil with um, around 75 million tons of capacity. At the moment, it's around 35 million tons of the capacity is being used. That's the main advantage. The second advantage is the quality I mentioned. Um, our ore, not only the, the deposit, but other mines around us, they have the right quality of iron ore for green seed production, which means that we can produce an iron ore with uh, a concentration of more than 67%, with very low phosphorus, very low sulfur, very low other impurities that is needed for green seed production. This by itself will position Canada as, um, and with all the potentials for hydrogen production in our country, we can be the, the future of steel production or green steel production. Um, can you tell us about your LACVRAT project, please? So LACVRAT project um, is located in a very strategic location. Uh, we are located in a, in a, a circle with a radius of 30 kilometers that produce 95% of Canadian iron ore. The area is big. We have around 130 square kilometers of, of land. And the initial geophysics have identified around 16 kilometers of iron formation in eight targets. Three of those targets have been drilled which resulted around 527 million tons of resource with cutoff rate of 15%. And we see significant growth for our resource uh, 
when we go and explore other five resources. The other advantage that we have is we have um, access to very low cost electricity. Uh, the cost of electricity um, is significantly lower than, than Europe, Australia, and, and other places. Um, you can have a long-term agreement with very low cost, a fraction of what you see other places. And we also have uh, immediate uh, access to, uh, to water, which is a challenge in some part of the world, including Australia, that, uh, that water is of a sense. Uh, water is very important for uh, iron ore processing and also for hydrogen production. So we have access to all elements of, of development. We have access to um, already built infrastructure. We have a very large iron ore resource. We have access to water and uh, sources of green electricity for our development. The other important aspect of our project is uh, the fact that it is located in Newfoundland and Labrador. In 2023, Newfoundland and Labrador was selected as one of the top 10 mining jurisdictions uh, in the world. And because the permitting process in Newfoundland and Labrador is, is very straightforward, it's very well understood. Um, I can show you a few examples of the mines that got their permit uh, under two years. This is significantly shorter than the, the permitting process that I've worked uh, with Tech Resources, with Newmont, and with other mining companies on, on other jurisdictions. Uh, it's definitely much longer process here in British Columbia, where our head office is, and it's much larger for other places, much longer in other places than I work, including Minnesota, Washington, any state in the US or any province in, in Canada. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that Newfoundland Labrador was selected as one of the top 10 mining jurisdictions uh, globally. Um, I wonder if you can just tell us some of the, the project uh, project advantages that you've got and also some of the um some of the uh, maybe projects or operations surrounding your property. Right, there are four uh, mining companies around us. Uh, IOC of Canada operated by Newmont. Um, um, sorry, IOC of Canada uh, is our neighbor. We have Champion Islands uh, in one side. We have Takora Resources on the other side. And the other mine that is around us is um, the name of the mine is Montreal and it's operated by, um, by ArcelorMittal. So these four mines around us, uh, they produce around 95% of Canadian iron ore in the last um, 65 years. So our project is as a new development, but in a, in a brownfield um, area that uh, the iron ore processing is well understood. And basically, uh, we are close to two cities that everyone located in these two cities are working on the mines or supporting the mine. So that's the advantage that we, we are located eight kilometers um, from Labrador City. And, and that is significant because uh, it will also bring our operations 
um, with much lower capital costs and, and a lot smoother compared to projects that are um, located in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, one, uh, obviously, let's speak about funding. Um, how is the funding and capital raising going? And I wonder if you can give us some time frames around um, how the, the, the project is going to develop. No, sounds good. Because it is a green initiation, we have been successful on um, securing a lot of government funds. Um, as you might know, the government of Canada has around $8 billion of funding for projects that are trying to go from high emission to low emission. So with our project, we have the potential of cost reduction of around 3.3 million tons of carbon emission on an annual basis. Because of these initiations and because of the um, pilot plans that we have set forward with the testing technology to bring this operation, um, to bring this mine to operation, we have secured around $4 million of government funding um, so far. We are also in discussions with some other investors to, uh, to bring some additional funds um, to do the, the earliest stage work. And by earliest stage means that from the current stage of uh, PEA, which is preliminary economical assessment, to the end of feasibility level. Uh, at that stage, we're hoping to, to raise capital by, um, by off-taking the products and, and build this mine um, in, in a period of, of three years. We're hoping to do the, all the work uh, in, in two years uh, to get to, to the permitting stage, to, get, to secure all permits, to do all the engineering, associated drillings, all the environmental baseline data collections, and be in the position to start procurement of our um, equipment and then and and, uh, and start building the mine in year three. The main advantage of our ore body is um, the ore is very close to surface. Uh, we have a very low slip ratio of 0.07, which is compared to other jurisdictions, the phenomenal uh, slip ratios in, uh, in mines in Brazil or Australia or Iran. It's around three to six. It means that for every ton of ore, you have to move three to six tons of waste. Um, it is the other way for us. Uh, for the um, distribution is 0.7. So it means that for every ton of ore, we have to move 700 kilograms of waste. Um, so it's start uh, from the surface. And this will bring our um, development uh, a stage a lot shorter than than, uh, than other mines. Um, the uh, the fact that we have a lot of infrastructure in place also brings the capital cost of this project very really low. We can get to a very uh, you know modest operation uh, with with a little bit of a of funding. I've worked in a lot of projects that the capital cost was. You know, not of a billion or not of two billions. So some projects will take resources that, uh, you know, the cost of development is four or five billion dollars. This is not the case here. Um, the fact that the process is very easy, the infrastructure is available, we have access to low cost electricity, 
uh, with reach uh, brings the development cost much, much lower than uh, developing a mine, an iron ore mine in other jurisdictions. Um, I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the management team um, and obviously how they're going to assist in the obviously the, the project so you can obviously become the world's leading supplier of green steel. Right. So the, the management team uh, is uh, the core management is myself and Sherwin Temuri. Sherwin is also another mining executive with 25 years of experience in mining. He's actually a professor at University of British Columbia teaching, uh, teaching mining, both open pits and underground. So we both, as the columns of this, as the foundation of this company, have uh, deep roots in, in mining and uh, developing mines. We are also backed by a group of senior advisors from, um, from the government, from the industry, from the finance that lead us uh, and, and lead the project uh, to, to this development. The board of advisory for us is very significant. We have um, hand-selected the, the board to have um, expertise in, in, in various areas, and they play a significant role for guiding us and the projects uh, moving forward. Okay. And lastly, and concluding, what's the outlook um, for the next sort of six to 12 months uh, for Red Paramount Iron? Well, that's uh, the the idea is to start drilling. We have been recently successful to to getting the, the permit for a short access road for a four kilometers access road that is needed. So shortly we are gearing gearing up to construct the access road. By constructing the access roads, we will bring the drilling cost significantly lower. Uh, because the previous drilling has been done by, by helicopter and is, is very costly. We are hoping to get um, uh, to the drilling stage and start drilling around 8,000 meters uh, this season. Uh, this will going to be both infill and exploratory drilling. We're hoping to um, improve the class of our resource and also do some drillings on some other targets that we haven't drilled yet. We'll be engaging consultants to start doing some environmental baseline data collection and, and putting the, the permits and our permit applications together. Uh, we'll be very busy uh, for, uh, for this with uh, also raising capital. I'll be actually traveling to South Africa at the end of the month to meet some investors in mining Dava uh, and later on uh, in uh, in Europe. Because of the quality of the iron ore, we have got a lot of interest from um, various um, parts of the world, but we are selecting our partners carefully as, as you're looking for partners to come uh, invest in this stage, but also be with us uh, during construction and, and operation of the mine. We are the only private mining company uh, with immediate access to uh, infrastructure with a large resource. So we're quite uh, well positioned um, in the scene. And, um, and because of the very short development period, 
uh, we are very positive that we can get to cash flow uh, within three, four years. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, Farsad. Um, appreciate your time on coming on to uh, to the podcast to tell us more about uh, Red Paramount Iron. Um, all the best for 2024. And if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they have any questions, also if they, if they want to follow your story um, and the company, how can they go about doing that? And what social media channel platforms are you on? Sounds good. We're mostly active in LinkedIn as, as our professional platform. So Red Paramount has a page in LinkedIn. We also announce most of our, or majority of our uh, announcements and, and news through our website uh, is redparamount.ca. Um, also, I can be touched by uh, by email or, or phone number. Um, both my emails and phone numbers can be and found on our website. Okay, great. We can include those in the uh, show notes uh, at Companies Podcast. So um, really appreciate your time. Um, hope, obviously, things go well uh, with the project, as, as you've just uh, described. Um, and our, hopefully our audience will reach out to you if they have questions. So um, um, I know uh, that, you, that you're on uh, social media uh, a bit. So, um, yeah, they can... Uh, uh, reach out to you if they need to. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, as always, please keep sharing um, the podcast and these episodes um, so we can educate the, the mining industry. Um, and also, it's not just necessarily educating our mining industry, but educating people outside of our industry um, to obviously educate uh the the people around various commodities um and show what mining is all about so thank you again i hope you enjoyed listening and until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry